determined and persistent in his pursuit of sharing his music with the world, Jacob Restituto is a musician, producer, and performer with a following of over 144,000 subscribers on YouTube. He shares his passion for music with us. Jacob Restituto is next on OTP. Welcome aboard, Jacob. Thanks so much for coming by. Wow, I'm taking notes over here, man. I love that having the <laughs> the, the female voice with the music come on with the the, the introduction oh, of the guest. I like. I might. I might borrow that idea. Well, you know, if you want the voiceover, uh, she charges uh, big bucks. That's my wife. I and, love it. <laughs> she's got a good side gig going, then, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> How cool you doing idea. today? Man? I'm doing well. I appreciate you for taking the time to have me on, man. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. pleasure. It's my pleasure. Well, first of all, we got to be uh, transparent here with the audience. Um, so, you, you, I saw you doing a a uh, a show on your podcast with my son. Correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much for taking the time and and coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Thank you. Where are you from? Where, let's start from the beginning. Absolutely. So, uh, as I say, I start in all my YouTube videos. It's become such a tr tremendous habit of like it's just you know secondhand nature at this point. Where it's like, hey guys, welcome back to the channel. My name is Jacob Restituto, and I'm a musician from Northport, New York. <laughs> So ah. you got a little YouTube channel start right there for you. There you go. There you go. And you were born there. Was yeah, born, music, uh -huh. born and raised in, in, in New York. And so Northport is a, uh, it's, if anybody's familiar with the New York geography, it's Northport is on Long Island, Long Island, as some people might say, <laughs> um, which is the strip of land that uh, is kind of like parallel or, um, perpendicular to Manhattan. So okay. most people think when say when I uh, that I'm from New York, they're like, oh the city. And I, I don't correct them because like, you know, the city. Most people <laughs> yeah. think the city's really cool. So I'm like, yeah, I'm from the city, you know. Right. <laughs> That's quite right. the reputation. Um but yeah. I'm for actually from Long Island, uh, which is the strip of land that Queens and Brooklyn are actually on. But we don't consider them part of Long Island. They're part of the city. Okay. I can hear a little bit. I'm originally from Boston. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and I can hear a little bit of the accent in there. You know, can I tell you something <laughs> about that? Actually, yeah. I just saw something. I saw a quote recently, not a quote, but like a poll that was taken. Mm -hmm. And apparently uh, throughout the world, they took a, a poll of um, the ugliest accents <laughs> in the world. And let me tell you, New York was rated as the ugliest over Boston. And I'm surprised what? by that because <laughs> no offense, but Boston's quite the accent up there. Well, you know, you can. It's wicked cool, uh, and, uh, and the car is over there. The car, yeah. I've been away exactly. a long time, but That's too uh, funny. Yeah, there you go. Well, I don't know. I I may disagree with that too. There's, uh, there's saying that what Boston is prettier or not as pretty as New York? You know, I I I think there are a whole bunch of other accents around the country that would sure. get ahead of. New York sure. and Boston for sure. sure, sure. <laughs> I think the Australian accent was rated number one. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Like the prettiest. Look, yeah, the prettiest. I have to look mm -hmm. that up. Was music in your family? And tell us about your family, your siblings. How did that go? Yeah, uh, there was no music in my family. My dad owns a construction company. Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom growing up, and now she's a family and marriage therapist. Oh, wow. Um, 
Yeah. So, uh, so no music in my family. I have a sister. Um, she is, uh, it, she's works in the, the missionary field. Um, and so no music whatsoever. Um, and growing up, my parents, my, I mean, my mom's Latino, uh, yeah. Latina. So, um, yeah. she, there's definitely music. Like she loves music and she loves dancing and stuff as, as most Latinos do. Right. Um, but she wasn't like, nobody played any instruments. Um, so I just, I, I you know, growing up, I, it's funny. There was mu- there was music around. Like my parents weren't music music aficionados, where they weren't like, oh, we gotta listen to this, you know, sweet new album by so and so. But they liked music for sure, right? Right. right. Um, but growing up, I have a funny story and a distinct memory. I was we were driving down to my aunt's house, and I was in the back seat, and I was like, "Can we turn off the radio? It hurts my ears." <laughs> and I was probably like seven or eight at the time, right. um, and I just had no interest. And I, you know, in, in school, they they like. That's something we force your hand to, to play an instrument. Um, right, right. And I, I played the trumpet again, had no interest in it. Um, <gasps> and then more so, and I actually even tried, and I think I was in, I think it was like a maybe 12 or 13, maybe even 14, early as a 14 year old, um, tried the guitar. I was some, somebody offered me free guitar lessons and I had no interest. And wow. I was, you know, it's just it, it was not something that interested in me um, until I was in like my ninth grade years, so probably late four, two, 14 year old, 15 year old. Um, I started getting interested in the piano. Uh, my cousin was started playing the piano and um, right. and I've always been really, really competitive with her. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to learn the piano, too. And yeah. um, she was good, too. And then, you know, we laugh about it now because, like, she totally dropped it. And she's like, isn't it funny that, like, oh. you know, I inspired you to play the piano and, like, I never went anywhere with it. And now here it is your as your music career. Right, right. That is kind of crazy. You know, in all of these talks I've had, it's fascinating to see how the journeys sure. start and maneuver through. Sure. And, um, and I want to go back to what you said. Uh, you on you just didn't feel the trumpet. Well, so let me let me actually. I was I'm glad, <laughs> glad you brought that back up because I wanted to piggyback on that. I think one of the main reasons I really struggled with music was the the formal education of the the practicing structure. Oh, okay. Um, Go ahead. I really, even as a musician now, um, mm. when I took like formal lessons for vocal lessons and stuff. I have a really hard time with formal structure practicing in the sense of like, um, okay, like I remember when I was, you know, in, in elementary school, they'd be like, okay, you have to practice for 30 minutes a day and you have to log it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was not interested in that. I did not want to log it and I did not like what I was playing either. So oh. I, it's funny because ironically, I um, ended up after, I, uh, we'll get to this, I'm sure, but after I dropped mm-hmm. out of college, I started giving guitar and piano lessons. Okay. Um, and I had, at one point had like 25 students. So I was like, you know, I had a, a good amount of students. And it's funny because, you know, I became the person that I didn't like. But what was interesting <laughs> is that the, 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 the biggest thing, and I think why I had such a great reputation in the town, and, and I had a tremendous um, retention rate with students. You know, most people, they, the kid doesn't last a month. But I, I, had, I had like some students for like four or five, six years. Um, and I think the biggest thing with that was like, I didn't want to be that teacher that was like, okay, you have to learn you know, box fourth symphony. Instead, I was like, what do you want to learn? And um, I based all of my lessons based on what they actually were interested in, um, which is why I, my current vocal coach, I really, really liked. She wasn't mm-hmm. like, 
oh, you have to learn, you know, this Stravinsky vocal riff because it's it's going to really develop your, your you know, whatever, yeah. your falsetto. She's like, okay, oh, you're a songwriter? Cool, let's work on your music. Let's let's yeah. take your songs and and and, and work with that, um, which is I really, which was a huge, huge, huge thing for me, like to learn like music like that I like. And one quote that I really strive to like, you know, myself and I talk, talk to a lot of students about was uh, by the guitar player from uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Zach Wilde uh, uh, no. said, um, I, I like to think of guitar playing or practicing. Uh, I like to think of practicing like video games, essentially, where mm -hmm. he says that um, you don't go and practice video games, but you go and play video games. And as right. you play, the more you play, the better you get. So don't think of going out and practicing the guitar instead go and pl uh, play guitar instead of practicing. Right. And the more you play, the better you end up getting. Wow. You know, we're going to go back on the road yeah. here, but I got to, I got to dive into that because uh, as you were talking, I'm on the other spectrum. So I was the band teacher, that music sure. teacher, and I even did practice sheets that uh, whole line. Yeah, it's absolutely. But there's also a line there that says, you know, you meet them where they are. Sure. And what you're talking about is, you know, that that area of where your mindset was. And, you, you know, we're talking about when you were a kid, of course, but um, it also worked out. You made it work. It came it came through and you found a way you didn't give up, obviously, you know. And, yeah, well, I mean, I did. And then it just kind of came mm -hmm. back several years later. Like I stopped playing music. Um, when it was wasn't necessarily required anymore. Okay. So I uh, I stopped in fifth after fifth grade. So when, going into middle school, I stopped yeah, and didn't right. touch it again for another four years, three yeah. or four years. Yeah. And and then the your... music department failed me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're not the only one. There are millions of people. Absolutely. And and Jared, my son, had a difficult time uh, through college with the structure. Uh, mm. aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I've had this conversation with many of the music educators like yourself about how do we retain, how do we keep those and how do we also meet those um, other uh, kids, musicians that are coming to us that don't fall into that square box, Yeah, you know, if you, and, and it's difficult. It'd be, yeah. It's difficult, especially at the higher, higher education level, you yeah. know. So you're going on, and you start picking up the guitar. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us about that that route. Yeah. So it's a, uh, you know, it's funny. There's a there's a Bible verse out there where it's like essentially says that you know we make our plans, but God directs our steps, and it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's funny because like looking back on the thread of things, things kind of just naturally fell into place. Right, right. Um, and then, you know, to end up where I am now, it's like, it's like this like stream of like, Oh, this felt, this happened here. And this happened here. And, and this person gave me a guitar dude for like the first, like five years in my music career. Like I didn't buy a single instrument. <laughs> everything was gifted to me. Um, it was, it was pretty remarkable. Like it, everything was a gift. The piano was a gift that I, or the keyboard that I played at first was a gift. Right. Um, the guitar that I used was a gift. Like all these things were just gift to me. Yeah. Um, so I started playing guitar when I was 15, I believe. I think I was, uh, I think it was in a uh, sophomore in high school. And um, I went to youth group at my church and we, um, the, the, the leader was like, 
the youth group leader was like, hey, I really want to start doing live music you know, on, on, on the Friday nights at youth group. And I was like, cool, I'll, uh, I'll do it. And then um, I didn't know how to learn, play the guitar, but I, I don't know why I actually, looking back, I needed to even learn the guitar because I play the piano and um, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, is, uh, was going to sing. Um, so I actually don't know why I might've just been a natural transition. It was like, Oh, I'll also learn the guitar. Unless he was like, I specifically want a guitar player. Right. Um, I don't actually remember the reason why I picked it up. I do know that it was related to the youth group. Well, first of all, we got to do this. What's your wife's name? Sure. My wife's to... name is Jamie. Absolutely. Jamie, shout out to Jamie. Cause yes. she was instrumental, pardon the pun to ah, get you yeah. started. <laughs> Absolutely. She's been instrumental throughout the whole thing, man. I, uh, yeah. I, I practiced my Grammy speech one day for when I would, <laughs> when I one day receive one. And it, it, essentially this is the fact that, um, you know, I appreciate the, the, the quote unquote, the applause or whatever the case you may call it, but like right. essentially, she deserves a lot more credit than I do, man, for sticking with me. I mean, we've been together for 13 years. So she, God like, bless you. this is my dream. And the fact that she stuck through it with, so it's easier for, when things don't go well, it's easy for me to stomach that. Right. But when yes, things yes. don't go well and it's not your dream, right. The fact that she's <laughs> stomached that she yeah. deserves a lot of credit. You know, that's amazing. Um, I, I just came off the previous episode with Dorothea Taylor She's a drummer uh, and, uh, you know, uh, put her on YouTube. She did a, uh, a, uh, a drum uh, challenge with um, uh, Jimmy Fallon's show. Oh, wow. And Quizlo and Quizlove. And anyway, I bring her up because um, she was talking about her and her husband and how she just continued to play all her life and the support that she had from her yeah. husband, by the way, her husband was his name, J James Taylor, <laughs> but it's not the James. <laughs> oh Taylor. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but that support system is so yeah. important from, yeah. you know, your wife and so forth. So you, you, you pick up that guitar and you go, what type of music were you all playing at that time with the youth group? Uh, it was like pop rock style music. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was like relative. You know, I they it's the typical pop chords, uh, which is right, the one four right. five six chord progression yeah. or any variation of those four chord progressions. Right. Um, so it's just it was essentially those. You know, pretty simple strumming. Sure. Uh, ironically, sure. though, the first song that I ever learned on guitar um, was not a church related song. It was actually "You're Beautiful" by James Blunt. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's great. So, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at that point, did you have a thirst that you really wanted to do this as an adult and move forward? No. So it's very interesting you say that, actually. It's because so I I my youth growing up was a transition from many different things of like I was I used to play football. So American football. So mm -hmm. I would. um was really i was like i'm gonna play for the new york jets um, <laughs> no, and then go. that did not pan out uh, yeah. you know yeah. interests shift i stopped playing you know sports mm -hmm. uh then i wanted to be some sort of psychologist um oh. and then in high school i was like i want to be an architect like my grandfather 
Okay. And then I took two weeks of an architectural course, an engineering course in high school. And I was like, I hate this. Get me out of this. And I dropped out um, the course and mm-hmm. which put me into like this free period. So, um, but as a freshman, you weren't allowed to have a free period for a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was required to take some sort of other course. And I saw that they had a guitar and piano course in it. Um, and I took it and I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Right. Uh, and then I really enjoyed it. You know, I was already playing at this point, but, you know, it taught me a little bit more like my scales um, sure. and stuff like that. And then somehow I realized that there was a music theory class. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. See, again, it's so wild. You know, <laughs> I would like to say it's God's hand throughout this whole thing where it's, I'm feeling you know, you. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting how it happens because I didn't qualify for that mute, uh, guitar and piano. I'm sorry, for the music composition class, the music theory class, okay. because you needed to be in in uh, band or orchestra. And I, again, was had no interest in, in that. Um, but bec- I so I. I you know, went up to the teacher and I was like, Hey, I would really like to take this class. Um, I know I don't qualify, but you know, do you think we can make some sort of an exception? And I think he had me play some, what I did know on the piano, like some, right. like, she's like, do you know anything? And I was like, yeah, actually I do. And I played what I knew or whatever the case might've been. Um, right. And then from there, he's like, all right, we'll make an exception. And uh, I, I started that. So for my sophomore, junior and senior year of high school, I took three different levels of uh, music theory. I took, I think it was, they called it music comp the first year, music composition. Then it was AP music. And then it was uh, one year of IB music. Okay. Okay. That in itself, in my mind, as you're talking is so important because first of all, the shout out to your music teacher. Absolutely. Mr. Frank Doyle's Mr. Frank Doyle. He was the, uh, ironically, the uh, uh, piano player for a meatloaf Ah! for a couple of years. (laughs) And weird Al Yankovic's piano player, actually. Oh, man. Well, there you go. Because music educators, some of us tend to be so narrow minded. Mm. And if you don't come from that area, I, I don't want to talk to you. Not that not, sure. not everybody. Sure. But, you know, I hear so many people that, well, if you're not in the band, if you're not in yep. the orchestra and oh, you play rock, or, you know, mm. or you rap or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um and we all know music is sure. all over the place. So you had, and you talk about, you know, faith. I call it faith in the, in the man upstairs that you had somebody there for you at that point mm. to accept you in. Yeah. You know, that's beautiful. He was incredibly instrumental. You know, it's funny. Time, you know, is a funny thing because it kind of makes you forget some things. Yeah. Um, but it's he was an incredible, uh, incredible influence in, in actually me going into a music career. There you um, go. He really he really championed me, which is funny, again, because I was the outlier in all those classes. All the kids were in <laughs> choir and orchestra. Right. Uh, sorry, orchestra and band and a lot of the right. choir, too. But like yeah. we would come in and on a Monday morning it'd be like, OK, what you guys listen to over the weekend? And they'd be like, oh, man, gosh, right. you know, Beethoven's Seventh Symphony is <laughs> glorious. And I'd be like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then he, I'd be like, he'd come to me. And I'd be like, Yeah, I listened to the new Coldplay album. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, who's this kid? Just didn't fit in. But the fact that he championed me, and um, right. there were a lot of other classes actually that he offered. Um, they offered an, an electronic music class, right. um, which with half of the year was uh, mute, like music, like it taught you how to record music. It was the beginnings sure. of recording. Right. Um, so it taught you all about MIDI and and Logic. Right. I think. Oh, well, I taught you starting on GarageBand and then. To logic right. and yeah. um and also a um 
think actually there was a couple years. Maybe that's what. It, maybe those just those two. But it. But it was. Uh, I learned a lot in him and with him, and he really championed me throughout yeah. the career. That's what it's all about. I mean, that's one of the reasons why um, all of us, but myself, wanted to go into music education. I had you brought back memories of my music appreciation class that I love doing. You know, so okay, so now you've. He planted the seed, sure. to say the least, you know. Um, and by the time you leave in high school, are you feeling like this is this is my passion? Absolutely. At this point, I'd been playing for several years. I was really, really, really into to the guitar, um, okay. more so than anything else, because like I, I was not a great singer yeah. um, and very insecure about my voice. Mm -hmm. um, and that lasted years it wasn't until like i would say a year or two ago i actually became significantly more confident in my voice mm -hmm. um and big shout out to my uh, current uh, uh vocal coach uh, uh maddie shindell uh okay. who, who uh is funny because she actually is a professor now at the queen at queen's college which is the college that i dropped out of um, <laughs> okay. but um all right yeah so she so um I at the time was very very into the guitar, and I was one to after high school. Um, I wanted to tour the world in a, ba uh, a band, um, and I did not want to go to college. Right. Uh, and I didn't really think college would serve me, but um, I really re like makes sense. Like people were like, "Hey, but you're you're not in a band, so how are you gonna <laughs> tour the world with a band?" And I was like. I don't know, actually. It's a good point. And then I was right. like, okay, I guess I'll go to college, but I'm going to go to college for music. Right. So right. I went to, um, which again, is, is a miracle that I even made it because I had audition. <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, you had to shoot. I, I, I applied to a couple of different schools. Um, and I don't remember like what, what accepted me or what didn't, but like, I didn't want to go to a music conservatory because like, I wasn't like one of those students right. where like I was playing like classical music. You weren't um, traditional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I actually wanted uh, to be, I was also really, in, by the end of the, my senior year, I was really into film score. Mm. Um, and I actually, I was like, I want to be the next Hans Zimmer. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, I love the, if you ever watch a movie with, like, on mute, right. it completely changes the mute movie. Absolutely. Uh, so I was like, he has so much power to control the mood of the movie. And, and you know, movies as well as a lot of media uh, mm. influence culture. So it's like so now, now he's influencing culture with the music right. with the music right. he's creating. And I was like, this guy is the coolest guy in the world. Like it's, it, I'm gonna be the next Hans Zimmer, and um, and so then I was like, okay, I want to go to college for um, uh, music composition. Right. I would love right. to like learn how to compose even further. Right. Um, and they didn't offer a composition class uh, uh, degree. They only offered a music theory degree or oh, okay. performance degree. Right. Um, so I chose music theory. Um, which I love. I love music theory. Right. Um, and yeah, so I went to Queens College for a year. Um, it was uh, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, in March of 2014, which is my freshman year of college, uh, that was the, the latter part of my freshman year of college. Um, I started writing. I mean, I had always I had written songs before, but like I had written a song that I was really proud of. And I actually like recorded it really well and decided to release it like onto the streaming platforms okay um okay. and uh when i did that everything changed i was like oh my gosh i need to do this i need to release more music um, okay 
Okay. And wait, that, wait. Yeah, I sure, wanna, sure. I, I want to interrupt. Please, please interrupt me at any point because I, being you know doing interviews, <laughs> some people just talk forever. No, that's all right. I can't, I can't get a word in. So if if that's me, please no, call me out no, on it. That's all right. No, no, no. But find where you are. Put a put a sticker where sure. you are. But I want to go back for a second because I felt and correct me if I'm wrong. You some hesitation in there when you started talking about. It was all right. The theory in the in the car. Did you feel that you didn't fit in in the university oh, theory area? Did not fit in into that music school. I mean, I made a lot of great friends. It was great. Sure. I stayed on campus, which was funny because Queens College is a commuter campus, okay. and they had just built this like brand new um, uh, uh, dormitory. And I think it was like the second or third year that they had used it. And there was like okay. for a, a school of like twenty five thousand kids, there was five hundred kids that stayed on campus. Yeah, which is also funny because Queens College is only like forty five minutes from my parents' house. Um, <laughs> but it was great. It was a really great growing experience. Um, right. And so, um, yeah, I totally did not fit in with the music uh, kids because, like, again, they were all super, super into classical music, um, okay. which is fine because, you know, the, the, the classic theory of like, oh, you learn to paint and you, you learn the rules so you can break them. Yeah, um, exactly. But like they were like I had to learn. I had to take an instrument and my instrument I chose was piano, but it had to be classical piano. Right. So like I had to learn all these classical pieces and do performances and I was required to be a part of a choir. Right. And, you know, it's a picture. And it was, look, it, it was definitely formative. I learned a lot. Like for example, my, my ear training developed tremendously, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. being able to hear intervals. Cause I had to take an ear training class. Like it was, sure. but it, it would have been more enjoyable if it was within my genre. Right. You know, if, if I was right. singing things that I actually enjoyed rather than um, Elijah by a, uh, right. Um, right. Yeah, I'm sure you know who, who whoever did a lot. Yeah, so you, you you they were putting you in this box exactly, and, and you were still trying to fight your way out. Exactly, and that's, and that's one of the cries for our higher education that sure. we've got to be more accepting and flexible. Sure, you know, like your high school director, and yeah, the music person was okay. So now you're going back, fast forward to you find this. Technology <laughs> opens garage band and the whole nine yards and you, you, you fall into there and you say, it's a new whole new world. Go ahead. Tell me. Yeah. Well, I had been familiar with recording because I had learned it in high, in college, I'm sorry, in high school. High and school. I had recorded my girlfriend, you know, my wife now, but I had recorded yeah. her songs for like Valentine's day and stuff. So I had been familiar with it, but there was something about releasing my own song, making the album art for it. Um, right. And then like, Re actually releasing it like and, and putting yeah. it on itunes and, and soundcloud at the time and right. performing that and i was like whoa this is this is really cool i want to do more of it and that's right. all i wanted to do in the sense that like it's uh it was I, I you know i often say like it'd be like i had to choose between writing an english paper and writing a song right and right. my parents were paying for college so i decided you know i, I can't waste their money so i'm gonna i'm gonna go to class and i'm gonna you know finish the year strong but after this year i, I don't i don't think i want to go back right 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 you one, go sorry, ahead one really 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 important factor in this fact is the fact that um at this point my wife and i had been or my girlfriend and i had been together for four years and we knew that we wanted to get married okay she was okay. a year older than i am or she is a year older than i am yeah. and um and sh so she was a sophomore in college and i was a freshman uh, freshman in college 
And um, we knew we wanted to get married and uh, we actually almost got married in college, but we realized, you know, by the recommendations of a lot of people around us, they said it was, we were way too early, would have been put way too much financial stress. Um, So that was a big factor in the sense that I dropped out of college also to start my career while she was still in college so that we can get married after she graduated. Um, And it was hands down the best decision I ever made because if I had continued in college, um, I would have set myself back three years. And I made, the first year I dropped out of college, I made $9,000 the entire year, <laughs> you know? And like, that wouldn't have been possible or that wouldn't right. be feasible if I was married trying to support, you know, a family. Yeah. Like that yeah. is not, you yeah. can't do that. So yeah. that's a really big factor as to why, you know, everybody, people are like, oh, should I drop out of college, you know, to pursue my music? Right. And I'm like, it's a really individual decision, you know? And that was a huge influence right. on me. But, you know, here's the other part that I want to say, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you also had not only the support and the upbringing of your parents and the love and the support, but in my mind and hearing you, you also were receptive. You were not (laughs) closed-minded. You were not, I know I'm going to do it my way. You were open to criticism. You were Mm -hmm. open to listening to other areas in your life to help you make these decisions that guided you in this path. Yes. That's really interesting. You say that I, I looking back, that's a really nice kind of pat on the back. I guess you could say (laughs) it's a true. (laughs) Thank you. You're right. I appreciate that. But it, you know, sometimes I do worry that I'm like too stubborn headed in my own, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and, and the fact that, like you said, I guess I was open to, to, to uh, taking the advice of to not get married, but also that also kind of shows the fact that like people weren't, people were definitely scared about me dropping out of college, especially sure. my girlfriend now wife. Um, but I guess they weren't pushing back as much as they were on us getting married, right. or I was just really thick headed about this. But it's just real. <laughs> that's really interesting. I, I never really thought about that. But yeah, I guess you're right. That's yeah. I, well, it makes you, me feel you really know, nice. Thank you. <laughs> do, do you. If I can get personal for a minute, do you sure. have children? Uh, I do now. Okay. So, I mean, as a parent, um, you start to walk this fine line, some of us do anyway, that um, you're trying to, as they're going through college, I I even remember when Jared came to us and said, you know, I'm going to go out of jazz studies and go to um, general music. And I, right. we actually, my wife and I actually thought, okay, is he thinking about leaving college or whatever? But so when, you know, your young adults are starting to make these decisions, you want to support, but also mm-hmm. you, you don't know what the future is. So now, mm-hmm. and then you had your wonderful uh, soon to be wife there with you holding your hand and, and making these uh, path uh, changes along the way. So, you know, I wrote some notes down here. Sure. Uh, this, I wanted to use the word courage. You know, a lot of people back then, you have to have the conviction and that courage to believe, and not only you, but your parents and your your loved ones, to make that change and go into. And and this whole podcast and your podcast is all about the music. And as we all know, man, Jacob. Shoot, music, writing music, uh, acting, the arts, writing uh, books. Um, this is not like, uh, you know, okay, I'm going to become a lawyer and graduate mm-hmm. and go on. Mm-hmm. You flip a coin. So 
kudos to you and your in your whole world that you had there to support you. you to do this. Thank you. I would like to piggyback on that and say thank you for the compliment of the courage. Um, but I'd also like to piggyback it with faith. I yeah. had a really strong, strong faith that it would uh that it would work out and that there was a higher power like behind me with it, you know, that it wasn't all up to me. That's it. That's it, man. I am. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. Because if you want to go down the, 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 the road of faith and how the Lord has worked in my life, uh, that that's the way it is. But yeah, uh, but you're right. You, when you have and there's, you know, I don't have the large audience and eyeballs that you have on your podcast. Yeah. But, uh, but I know some of my friends and others that are watching or will be watching that as we go through this, you know, experiment of life and growing through, um, you just have to have a belief in something in my mind. And I've had that myself as well as you. Sure. So your support system and parents. So you go on to uh coming up which is a huge uh yeah it was terrible to come out of college it was terrifying absolutely yeah. <laughs> talk yeah, about that talk about that yeah it was the scariest and ex most exciting part of my life i think um <laughs> um if not i would even say possibly more scary than having children yeah. <laughs> because um, other people I know have children and they right. can give you advice, but nobody, nobody I knew dropped out of college to start a music career. So I felt it was actually, I would, I would say it was very, very lonely. Mm, um, it was, it was a lonely world for a long time um, because mm. I'm self-employed. So I work for myself. Right. Um, I dropped out of college and all the kids my age were still in school. So I had no, no friends around me. Right. Um, <laughs> And my wife, a girlfriend, was in a different state, uh, oh, wow. you know. So it was really, really lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, that it was terrifying, man. And and, and you add on to the fact that I uh, put this pressure on myself. I, you know, I said, okay, I think I can. Play. It's kind of so <laughs> stupid looking back on it. I was like, I think I can play Madison Square Garden in four years. Hey. Well, it's a, uh, you know, hey, you know, it's been nine and I'm still waiting, you know, but, uh, <laughs> I haven't given up yet, you know. Right, but, right. Um, yeah. So putting that pressure on me was like, okay, wh what's going on? I, I had I had no idea what to do, man. I had, right. how do I, so one of the biggest, one of the biggest factors in my career now is, um, I have three, you know, a couple parts of my mission statement as a musician. And um, one of them is to encourage other musicians, right. you know, that it is possible um, and to kind of document my process of, of creating a career. Um, in fact, I, I started journaling um, a daily right. journal, documenting my process um, July 3rd of 2014. Oh, wow. Um, so I have like, it's a 2300 page document, on, you know, a, Word document, word right. document right now. It's um, I've it's it's uh, you know, I've I've done every single day since July third, twenty fourteen, except for like maybe like I, I can count probably on like two hands the days that I've missed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the point of that is because like I was like, okay, cool, I know where I want to go. Right, I just have right. no clue on how to get there. And a big influence at the time for me was Ed Sheeran, and he was kind of like at he wasn't as famous as he is now. He was still like on his rising kind of peak. Right. Or career, right. 
and he was doing all these interviews and everything. And they'd say like, oh, wow, in 2012, you did 312 gigs. Right. And he was like, yeah, you know, like I really put the work in. And I'm like, that's cool. But I don't know, even know how to get a single gig. I'm willing to put the 312 in. I just don't even know how to get a single one. <laughs> yeah, it's right, like the right. learning process of like, okay, how do I get a gig? I would, call, yeah. you know. I, I, am, I, am I talking too much, man? No, I, I, no, go, no, okay. no. Go keep it rolling. Because I, I just want to make sure, like I said, I do interview no. myself, and sometimes the guest I'm, just speaks uh, and speaks and speaks. And there's no, no place for me to I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. Please call me no. out. Because no, I'm, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. No. Well, um, so like I would spend, you know, I I could go back in my journal and, and read these things, and like, you know, I spent, you know, I would call. 200 restaurants like right. actually like you know right. like have a list of 200 restaurants that i call in a week and be like hey do you guys have live music you know i just want i'm a musician i'd love the opportunity to play or right calling music venues and like just trying to get gigs and trying to right. make money you know yeah and what, a, what year was this about 2014 okay so this was i say bc before COVID, and so yes. <laughs> so and then you tried and did they open up? Did it, did it start to flow in? Well, it's like anything. It's um, I would, I call it the thousand to one ratio. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's more like a hundred <laughs> to one. Um, if you call enough places, somebody's right. going to say yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's remarkable that people said yes, because I would, I, you know, they were like, okay, cool. Can you play a three hour gig? I knew like 20 songs. <laughs> so like, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I do it all the time. Of course, yeah. you know, and um, I just learned a lot of songs and I played yeah. with my loop pedal. So like there'd be very long instrumentals between songs. That's um, right. Yeah. Stretch. Exactly. Wow. This is a really long cover of piano. Yeah. man. But yeah. I... Vamp it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I want to go back to your, <laughs> your journaling. Um, sure. I'll give you your homework. What you can do now is do vlogging. You didn't oh, absolutely. do it back then, but you know, one every day. Uh, I have uh, over 1,000 vlogs on my YouTube channel at the moment. Okay, okay, I'll have to check that out then. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. So now your wife was in, you, you mentioned your wife was in another state. Did she graduate? And, and did, and you, you did after college, you guys got married. Mm -hmm. Did her job take her to another state? No, she was in a career. So I dropped out in 2014. She didn't graduate until 2016. Oh, okay. Um, so she was away for school and then she came back to, to Long Island. Um, and we actually didn't even end up getting married until a couple of years after she graduated. We got married in 2018. Okay. Um, so we, we're just coming up on five years of marriage. At yeah, this point. congratulations. Thank with you. you. There you go. What a support system that you have there going back to that. So now, you you find your niche and you're getting and I, I also wanted to make a point about you releasing your music. I don't want to step over that for those that are listening and watching this. I have a student of mine, Tina, who's a drummer here locally and in, in a band, and um they're creating their own music, playing covers, you know, and gigging around town. But that courage that you stepped out on that ledge to release your music. And that's, I was telling my wife, you know, for musicians, writers, artists, when you, you take, you give birth to <laughs> this thing that comes out of you and then you're putting it out there, whether you're playing a solo mm -hmm. or you're making a craft or whatever you're doing. 
and it's up for criticism. <laughs> sure. You, you took that, that leap. How did that feel? So it's interesting. I would categorize myself while I'm definitely, you know, in the creative mindset. Um, I also love business. Okay. And so I bring that up because I'm, uh, I have a very analytical mind as well as a, you know, it's into my creative mind, which sometimes my analytical mind actually sometimes hinders my creative mind. Sure. Um, but I say that because I never really had the mindset of the, as which most musicians do of, Oh, this song is my baby. Yeah. I was actually of the mindset of like, I want to be the biggest musician in the world. So please give me constructive criticism so I can get better. Better. So that yeah. my next song could be that much better. So that it could be ne- that much better and that much better. So I actually very much welcomed genuine, like constructive criticism. Yeah. And I was actually frustrated at the fact that I couldn't find it. Right. Um, where, because either people didn't know musical terms or they were too afraid to give opinions. Right. Um, right. In fact, mm-hmm. so much so that I actually tried starting a company, a website a couple of years back um, yeah. where essentially it would be people, musicians would sign up to uh, like put their music on there for constructive criticism Um mm. Where other musicians could be like, "Oh, this is really cool, but the hi hats are too loud, or it's it's a little too busy, or this or that." Because I, I I want like I, I don't take offense. You don't you, you don't have sure. to like my music, but I want right. to make it the best that it can. You know. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how we get better. Uh, absolutely. You know, you know you, you're sharp, Mark. You know, and <laughs> take a look. You're going flat. You know, whatever. Exactly. The case exactly. Be. Yeah. 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 So you're you're writing. I have a clip I want to show the audience sure. here. Um, and it's wasted away. You want to set that up for us a little bit? Absolutely. So that was written, uh, a little over, a little over a year ago. Um, I wrote it actually in my garden. I was planting some blueberries, (laughs) listening to instrumentals uh, of music that I had made, um, and, uh, some blueberry bushes and I was planting the blueberry, actually raspberry and raspberry bushes actually was planting. Um, and I was listening to my instrumentals, trying to write music. Um, and that concept came up. It, it's a song about struggling with anxiety um, right. and worrying through life. Rather, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I have another song that says, "The more I think, the less I know." Um, right. Or you know, um, or there's actually that's not the lyric I wanted to, to quote. It was um, overthinking is underliving. Oh um, yeah. Uh, so that uh, love that. Thank you. So that so that was a uh, you know I have a couple songs related to the topic of anxiety. So this. Uh, I think what you're about to show is the music video for or portion yeah. of the music video. So it's filmed in New York city um, in October or May right. or June, sometime between October. I think it was, I think it was, I don't know, a couple months, yeah. you know, in that time yeah. frame of 2022 uh, okay. and yeah. in, in New York city. All right, let's take a look. Sure. Sometimes I get lost in my mind overthinking. Am I wrong or am I right? Weighing thoughts and decisions with ultra precision. Why can't I live in the moment? Am I wrong or am I right? I 
I love that. Thank you. Yeah, man, that is live. Yeah, I appreciate and the videography it. is great. I, you Who's know, doing I, that, man? I, you know what's so <laughs> funny about this, man? Serendipity. Um, I had a friend of mine that I had met. For, I had interviewed him. I think on on, on my channel. Mm -hmm. Um, and we kind of became friendly. And he said, uh, I have a, I'm starting a podcast. Can you come on my podcast? So I met yep. him in the city to film his podcast. And I was like, hey, like, do you have some time? Can you hold the camera for me so I can film this thing? <laughs> and what's crazy about it is like, I thank you. I really appreciate the compliment because I completely agree in the sense that like, I don't know, like the quality of that, like the colors look so good. And I have tried to recreate it, <laughs> but I can't. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know how it came out so the blue and the yellow yeah. is so cool. And I'm like frustrating because oh. I want to recreate it, but I can't seem to get it. <laughs> yeah, you got to pick his brain on that. It, yeah, right. That exactly. was live. Thank really you. nice job. That. And, you know, the writing, the, the hook is there. Uh, and I'm not we're not even talking about the, the lyrics. I mean, I love the lyrics. I want to ask you how much or does your wife's job uh, physical therapy and mental therapy. If I hurt family services, is that what she uh, That is my mom. My mom is that. Oh, my your wife mom. is a, a labor and delivery nurse. Oh, okay. Okay. That was your mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of influence from that into your music, the, the mental health and the spirituality of it. Uh, definitely spirituality. You uh -huh. know, I, I, I like to say that I'm a, a, I don't like to say that I write Christian music. Uh, sure. I like yeah. to say that I'm a Christian writing music. Yeah. Um, because there's yeah. a big difference. I, I don't make Absolutely. music for the Christian Christian music industry, but I'm a Christian in the music industry. Right, um, right. So you can't really, you know, you can't take one without the other. So that means, like, you know, I write from a Christian perspective. Absolutely, um, yeah. So, um, but that being said, um, you know, my faith has a lot to do with it. But that, you right. know, talking about mental health, it, it's been a serious journey for me, right? Um, because in 2016, like, it's funny, like looking back on my life, I, I realized that I struggled with, you know, um, yeah. I have very OCD tendencies, you know, where like, <laughs> like, I like, you know, uh, OCD, you know, all very often it's like the, Oh, like the monk. If you remember that TV show where like the guy, yeah. like all, you know, like the perfect boxes and stuff, that's right. not so much. That's I think one part of it, but that's not so much what I struggle. I struggle more with like the, uh, the compulsive thinking yeah. of like a thought will come in and I just can't get it out of my head. Right. Um, and right. then you match that with the fact of the, that I, uh, very uh, empathetic where like, I can really right. feel people's feelings. Right. Um, right. it was really hard to kind of get out of that cycle. Um, yeah. And it, I looking back on my childhood and formative years and, and growing up, I see that, you know, little sparks of that. I'm like, Oh wow. I really, that right. was that, or, Oh, that was right. that. But it didn't really affect me until 2016 where, um, 
I started having panic attacks and I just yeah. I was really, it was having a hard time functioning. And that right. lasted, um, I would really say up until about last year. So a good seven or eight years. And then yeah. in the past year, I've seen some really serious freedom from it. Right, um, right, right. But uh, I'm really grateful, but it was a long, long journey. So I've written a lot of songs out of that place. I want to, I want to ask you because with myself, others that I know that are musicians, I want to go out on a limb and say, is that a byproduct of being an artistic person and musician and playing of, of being on stage or whether it's putting your feelings out there? Is that a, just a byproduct of the mind that we're in that we have some of those kind of tendencies and those feelings? You know, I'm, I'm, definitely, not an, I'm definitely not an expert. You know, so I can really only give my <laughs> opinion. Yeah, I only play um, one on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in my opinion, I would say that, um, you know, I heard, I heard somebody say quote once that, uh, you know, as a creative, um, our fears, we get creative with our fears. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, so like yeah. the, where the average person might be like, oh, I'm scared of flying. Right. The creative might be like, oh, I'm scared of flying because what, you know, we, we, we're like, what if, you know, a bird gets caught in the engine? We start yeah. creating, <laughs> you know, these stories because yeah, we're storytellers in our head, right? Yeah. Um, I do think that we can be, we can be prone to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But I, I know I, I, I know a lot of people that aren't necessarily in the creative fields that struggle. So, um, I don't right. know. I do think that I think we're prone to to feel things differently. And right. Of course. Put a lot of music, our feelings in our music. Yeah. In our art. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and if you look at it, a lot of artists, you know, in history have been crazy. You know? <laughs> I'm one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> but you know, nobody has the perfect brain. You know. Sure. We all have our demons that we're fighting with. So, so now you're you you blow up on YouTube and media, um, um, social media. Tell us of how that happened. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a very, very nice compliment. Um, well, thank you. It's happening, man. Thank you. Know. you. Yeah. Um, I would say it was a long process. Um, you know, again, I dropped out of college in 2014 and I posted you know, videos on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and, you know, mm -hmm. TikTok and all these things, Facebook trying to make something stick. And then finally in 2019, um, after five years of posting a lot everywhere, um, putting right. out, putting out music, putting out videos, putting out, you know, songs. I, uh, came up with a plan in January of 2019. I said, I'm going to put up a YouTube video every single day. And I had yeah. a schedule. So it was, all different types of videos. Um, it was like breakdowns of my songs. I had a TV or a, a show called drinking with Jacob. It was a podcast yeah. um, where I'd bring on industry professionals. And I, you know, we'd try different, you know, drinks together. We, you know, yeah. could be Gatorade <laughs> to whiskey, anything. And, right. but they would be blindfolded and um, oh, yeah. I, they would, I would have to guess what the drink was. Um, mm -hmm. So I had that, I had, uh, you know, I had all different stuff that I was just all these different videos I was posting on YouTube. Um, I think, and then I think once a week was a reaction video. Um, right. which I hate that term because I think it's a, it's a stigma on YouTube that like, you right. know, it's just people going <laughs> oh, like that yeah. throughout the whole thing. And like, right. 
I had seen, I don't even know how I came across. Actually, I, I was at the gym mm-hmm. and I and I was on, I think, the elliptical. I could I remember <laughs> like it was yesterday. And I came across this reaction video and it was a musician reacting to a song or a rapper right. reacting to a song. I've seen and it. I was yeah. like, and I was like, what is this? And I saw mm-hmm. it. I was like, this is a really interesting concept. And I really think I can add value to this because, you know, the guy's sharing his opinion and stuff, but I could take this into a whole nother level of like, I've right. learned a lot about music theory and production and all, you right. know live performance over the past, you know, at that time, a right. couple of years. Um, so I'm going to do this same thing, but I'm going to add that level of like, oh, this is you're hearing that instrument you're hearing is a Rhodes keyboard. Right. Um, and the Rhodes right. keyboard, you know, has this very cool thing where it pans back and forth. And like, I can talk about production. I can talk about instruments sure. um, to the level that most people can't. Um, right. And um, that really, really did well on my channel. Great, great. Yeah. So I, it started picking up in 2019. Um, and I remember my first viral moment for me <laughs> was when um, I had posted a video and it got 3,000 views overnight. It was actually the day before my I filmed it, I think, on my birthday and the day after my birthday. It um, got 3,000 views overnight. And I'm like, that was the first thing anything, you know, you know, had, had done anything like that for me. And I was, right. like, I was telling everybody, I'm like, when was the last time you were in a room with 3,000 people? You know, yeah. like, and, and people would be like, you know, and I was like, this is crazy. The fact that the access to people that's out there, like, right. Where like, you know, playing a gig in a restaurant, right. 200 people. And I'm still wallpaper music. Like they right. like background music. Yeah. Like the fact that I have access to this many, this is crazy. So then I started really doubling down on, on reaction videos, right. and talking about music. Um, which I, I have a love-hate relationship with, to be honest, because, um, you know, they, they served me really, really well, and I'm really grateful for them. They've opened up a lot of doors. They've made me, to be frank, they've made me a lot of money, too. Sure, um, sure. But they really pigeonhole me as a musician, where people see me as the reaction guy uh, ra- rather than as a musician. Right. Takes you in and, another direction. Yes. And I stopped doing them for, like, almost two years, actually, mm-hmm. because... Um, and I most I actually just recently brought them back on my YouTube channel, but um, I was some. I was really upset with the fact that I was like I'm a musician too. Like <laughs> people would be like, oh wow, you make music. I'm like, dude, I have like so many songs out there. Like I right. don't just talk about Taylor Swift, you know. Like, right. Yeah. You know, like, there's a reason I know all this stuff, but um, right. so I do have a love hate relationship. I really genuinely do enjoy them because mm. I like sharing my musical knowledge and and you know, um, helping yeah. people learn. Um, right. Right. But it's a funny process. So yeah, those really, really, you know, boosted the channel. And then when people see, oh, you have this many, you know, followers, and it opens doors of like when I reach out for interviews, they're like, sure, you know, there's a big difference of like reaching out to somebody that you know it shouldn't be because the quality should really speak for itself. But like when right. somebody sees, oh, you have, you know, two subscribers versus yeah. twenty thousand subscribers right. or whatever the case may be, right, right, you're like oh, sure, this is worth my time, which is yeah. really fair, but it's how yeah. the industry works. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm so glad that you did the episode with my son so I could see you and meet you. And I so much appreciate you coming on board Absolutely. and giving me the opportunity. Honor to, to, I, the fact that you want to speak to me is an honor. So I appreciate oh, it. You know, music, this whole gift, I believe, from God to humanity mm. Mm-hmm. needs to be publicized a thousand plus more mm-hmm. um, because I, I just feel that everybody, whether you're a listener or a player, dancer, 
we have this in us. And uh, thank you so much for taking us on your journey. What's the future for you? And also uh, plug your channel. Uh, how do we get to see more of your, your yeah, channel? Sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, like I said, I'm, I make music. It's under my name. So it's just Jacob Restituto. So wherever you listen to music, you can uh, check it out. I've got a whole lot of music out there. So any kind of music that you yeah. might be interested in, including a song in Spanish. So, you know, you can, you gotta right check on. anything out, you know? Um, and then my YouTube channel is uh, Jacob Restituto. So by the time you can type in Jacob R yes, it should come up on YouTube. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, what does the future hold for me? Uh, I really Slide don't know. your children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I have what I, I have the two answers for you. I have the answer that I probably should be. And then uh -huh. I have the answer that, you know, there's still part of me that's like, okay, you know, like, this is what I want. Right. The, the answer right. that should be is like, I don't know, but I'm going to make the most out of the journey. There you <laughs> right? Go. right on, right on. But the tr there's a part of truth answers like, man, I just want to, I'd love to go on tour with my music. That's the, that's yeah. the goal. I want to, you know, I want to play Madison square garden. You know, I know that yeah. that's not the, that really shouldn't be the pinnacle of my career in the sense of like, I have other mission statements and, and playing Madison Square Garden is not part of my mission statement, but it's yeah. definitely something I want to do as a musician, man. Right, right <laughs> on. But you know what? The Lord's going to take you where you want to go and he hasn't brought you this far. I appreciate it. That, that's, uh, that, that faith has kept me going. That's and if it. you know what, though, I am fully confident that if I am not meant to do that, um, yeah. if he calls me somewhere else that, you know, it's that... I will be fulfilled wherever he calls me. That right his on. plan for my life is better than my plan. And I right fully on. am confident in that. Right on. Do you write for other artists? Not yet. Um, <laughs> in this, because I'm like, well, if I wrote the song, I kind of want to release it myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're stingy. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, at this point in my career, I want something right. to break for me rather than another right. artist. You yeah, know? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. I do write with a lot of artists, so I um, mm -hmm. feature a lot of artists on my on my music. Yes. So I figure it's a two for one. If I only have to write half the half the song, and somebody else can write the other half, and then yeah. I can get the song out faster. <laughs> there you go. Well, I always close the the episodes with asking our guests. Talk to our audience about. We have a. A, a large scope of ages here. And um, I'm on the sort of the other side of, of it, the age group. You don't look uh, a day over 35. Hey, man, the check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, talk to our audience about why we should continue to play, why music is so good for our brain and our body mm. and soul. What is it about this that? we need to have in our more than ever now than more than ever. That's a really good question. <laughs> um, and I'm going to give a very, you know, politically correct answer because <laughs> to some degree, I kind of feel this way. And it kind of goes back to this. Um, what I mentioned before, I think that um, I don't think there should be a pressure for people to have to love music. Um, and it kind of goes back into what I was talking about earlier. Like I felt this pressure, like, why don't I like music? You know, like, right. why don't I want to hear things? So I think that if it's something you love and mm -hmm. like, listen to more of it, get more of it, find new things. But if it's not, I don't think that, you know, find, find another creative, creative outlet 
yeah, that uh, you, right. that fulfills you. Because I think that creativity can inspire people, whether it be movies Absolutely. or books. Yeah. Um, and I think that we're all drawn to beauty. Yeah. Um, so find find what that beauty is for you. I like and, that. And may, maybe music or may not be music. I'm sorry it's, if that if that no, what you you know. No, no, no. It's open ended, and especially as we get older in our uh, senior years, <laughs> I find that it's very important to find what is fulfilling for you. And like Absolutely. you said, I like the I like the word that you use, beauty. And beauty comes in all different ways. It can Absolutely. be music. It can be moving or walking, photography, sure. what have you, it may be. So, Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that insight. And we want to thank the um, viewers and listeners. You can Absolutely. find this podcast anywhere. You get your podcast platform. Please listen to his music. Thank you. Uh, Jacob Restituto. And we thank you for listening. Go out there and play all the right notes. Love it. You've been listening to The Podium. If you would like to be a guest on The Podium, email the show at onthepodium2 at gmail.com. That's O-N-T-H-E-P-O-D-I-U-M-T-O-O at gmail.com.